All right, let's uh, let's talk some mutes now. Let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. Best of State winner Smart Rain has an incredible Black Friday offer running uh, really through November. Well, you can give them a call. They'll hook you up. 801-877-346-3333. I shouldn't have read that, Ben. Smart Rain, though, they're great. SmartRain.net. Check out what they're all about. Trevor, your wife's not listening. Trevor Allen's down in Las Vegas right he now. Is. What did you do? What did you do last night? What kind of trouble did you get yourself into? I was trying to track down hands last night, and the dude doesn't text me back. He's kind of like Ben when it comes to Teams messages. Um, You've got to know this, Trevor. You've got to know this. I've been to, to Vegas with Hans uh, multiple times. He That's what he does. It's off the radar. Yeah, right. And you'll ask him. You'll say, hey, what, do you, what did you do last night? And he won't tell you. Yeah, I mean, he ended up telling me. I'm just not going to say it over the air what he did. Um, <laughs> just And you guys know very well what he did. But, uh, no, hands was actually, you know, it was awesome. I, I just tried tracking him down, but then I, I uh, happened to wander down Fremont Street. Um, and I got to say, there's two different sides of Fremont Street where one, one side is very sketchy, but it's very interesting people watching. Great people watching. And then um, the other side, it was like a full-on party. They had like three different concerts going on, and there was a ton of youth fans there. I was just kind of taken in see how how many people wearing red was in the crowd and it was actually really cool i love fremont street that's where i always stay when i go to vegas and i have some really funny stories about that cd end of fremont street yeah. that you're talking about but yeah is oregon traveling well trevor could you see a lot of green down there i saw maybe three hmm. people last night on on a fremont street that were wearing oregon gear um there wasn't like a ton of red like like i saw when i was driving down from salt lake to las vegas yesterday i, I probably either cars that that passed me or i passed them there's probably about 50 or 60 cars that had something utes on it trevor what's the most important factor in the game i I know there's lots of them but what's number one on the list cave on thibodeau utah was able to really limit him contain him in that game two weeks ago um brayden daniels bamadel olaseni as well as long as as well as the tight ends with Cole Fotheringham, Dalton Kincaid, and Brent Keith, who did a great job of blocking him and limiting him. And that was how Utah was able to go off for over 200 yards. Um, I, I think that that was a, a big part of it. But I also know that Kayvon Thibodeau is one of the top prospects in the upcoming draft for a reason. And he, he's going to look at that film and really try to uh, change his game and change the way he attacks Utah's backfield. What? do you think can carry over from the last game that we saw? It was only two weeks ago, so it's not like these teams are going to be dramatically different, but what, what do you think will stay consistent from that win for Utah? I honestly think the, the running game is, is something that, that could really continue. I mean, Tavion Thomas is 22 yards away from hitting 1,000 yards for the season, which is kind of crazy to think the fact that he hasn't played every game, that, or he has played every game, but he hasn't like been the, the number one guy for all but like seven games. I mean, you know, he, he you know, early in the year against BYU, Washington State, San Diego State, he he had he had trouble holding on onto the ball and so he was getting benched and things like that. But I also think that uh, T J Pledger has made great strides. Bernard is one of those guys who can catch it out of the backfield. Um, I, I feel like as long as the O line can keep up their I mean, they, they have made massive strides. I mean Coming into camp, they were they were one of those those groups Kyle Whittingham was worried about because there was a ton of injuries, and guys were just not not healthy. They weren't they weren't meshing together, and and you know really since that that USC game, um, you know they they've really come into their own and and has really made this this running game thrive, and that's why Tavion Thomas and T.J. Pledger and company has had such great 
seasons. And so I, I think that that's something that could really carry over well. As long as those guys keep performing the way they are, I think Utah could be very dangerous in the running game tonight. What do you think Oregon will do differently this time as opposed to last time? I'm Well, let me just tell you, I'm expecting a better performance from the Ducks. I'm going to pick the Utes in this game because they were so dominant a couple of weeks ago, but I don't think it's going to be that one-sided. So that begs the question in my mind, what do you think the Ducks do differently? Well, I mean, some of the things you got to look at is them being able to stop the run. Um, Kayvon Thibodeau's got to be able to get it, it into the backfield. And I, I feel like he'll, he'll have a little bit of, of a better time doing that but I don't I don't think it's gonna basically it's gonna be kind of a, a, a mix between him being limited completely from that game two weeks ago but not that that 2019 championship game type of performance if if you guys know what I'm talking about and you know I and you know you, you really got to keep cam rising um, guessing things I mean cam cam's one of those guys who if he doesn't have it he has that that speed that nobody thinks that he has. And can and and can pick up a first down. He's done that many times this year. Um, I can't even count how many times where he he's kept drives alive just by using his feet and and getting you know to to the sticks. Um, but also, I, I feel like Oregon's just a lot more motivated. I I was I was catching some of their player interviews and coaches interviews leading up to this week, and one of them stood out. It was from uh, Verone McKinley, their uh, star safety who said they, they got flat out embarrassed and that that was probably the worst loss he's gone through since being at Oregon. Um, and that, you know, that, that is the only motivating factor after they, they got the win against Oregon state, they, they, you know, celebrated for a couple hours. And so then he said, now, now it's on to, you know, finishing this off and, and getting that, that bad taste out of their mouth. So I think Oregon's going to come in a lot more, more motivated. I don't know why they didn't really play as motivated as we all thought they would, two weeks ago with, a, you know, they were, they still had the college football playoff in their grasp. Um, and now that is obviously ruined. So I, I really think that, that not only do they want to get back to Utah, they don't want to get embarrassed for the uh, second time in primetime TV um, in the last three weeks. All right, Trev, give us uh, some behind the scenes. Look, what are the next few hours for you look like uh, as you get ready to uh, get ready for this championship game tonight? Oh man, uh, I've just been getting some content up over at at uh, kslsports.com. I, I just wrote a, a piece about uh, Aaron Lowe's mom, Donna Lowe Stearns, is going to be a honorary captain um, for the Utes tonight. And um, I'm going to be heading over to the stadium here in a couple hours after I uh, catch up with Hans and Scotty in a little bit, and um, just kind of kind of get the vibe of you know how, how much Ute fans are here. And I know that the uh, team is staying you know. Uh, over at the Mandalay Bay, so they're going to be, you know, coming in around that, uh, you know, a couple hours before kick, and just trying to get the whole scene of of how many Ute fans are here because it sounds like it's going to be a sea of red at Allegiant Stadium tonight. And I ended up stopping by the uh, stadium when I when I drove into Vegas before checking into the hotel, and my goodness, that place looks absolutely amazing outside. I can only imagine what it looks like inside. <laughs> Well, Trevor, thank you very much for a few minutes. Enjoy the game tonight and look forward to all your coverage, uh, not only on the station, but, of course, on kslsports.com as well. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. See you, Trev. Thanks, Trevor. It'll be fun. Big game. I, you know what? I think what Utah, there's certainly the revenge factor for Oregon of, of not wanting to lose twice in a row, and Utah blew up their season. You know, they were the number three ranked team in the country and were, you know, three wins away, essentially, from going to a uh, college football playoff, but really... Probably, I mean, just two wins away from from going to the, uh, the 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 Rose Bowl for sure, I guess. So, looking at 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 what Utah's done, Oregon's going to have that on their minds. At the same point, you know, and this isn't a perfect 
comparison. Don't hold me to it necessarily. But like, if we were watching any other conference, because we just tend to do this because people doubt what they watch every day, and you know, you you just get so close to it, you get lost in the minutia of the details. But let's say you were watching Baylor and Oklahoma State. They play this weekend for the Big Twelve Championship. If two weeks ago Baylor had beat Oklahoma State thirty-eight to seven. Nobody in Utah would be looking at that game and being like, well, I bet Oklahoma State fixes all those issues and two weeks later finds right. a way to overcome a 31-point deficit. Like, Utah smoked Oregon a couple of weeks ago. I do think some of that you have to believe there's going to be carryover. That Utah's just the better team. You don't accidentally win football games for the most part, especially not by 31 points. I, I think you hit on it right there. Utah's the better team. I don't, I don't know if Oregon was ever the third best team in the country. Correct. Third best win. Maybe the best win, but the, and, and that is how we rank teams, unfortunately. It's a silly way to rank teams. I get why you have to do it that way when you play so few games. You can only you know count the teams by who they beat and, and, and what their record is, but yeah, I don't think there's a very good argument that Utah was there, or that Oregon was ever the third best team in the country. Because that's Stanford loss. Right. Brutal. Yeah, how do you lose to Stanford? And people say, yeah, you're still probably the third best team mm. in the country. Like that's Georgia ain't losing to Stanford. Mm-hmm. Bama ain't losing to Stanford this year. Yeah. Can't do that, Ben. No. Nope. The wheels were always coming off with Oregon, but th- that that's the thing. You know, they're good enough where they can win any game they play. Sure, but, including tonight. But I don't think they're a better football team than Utah. I hope the show, the arena, I should say the stadium, the just the event of it, the size of what's going on tonight, I hope that doesn't psych Utah out. And we've seen that. We've seen sometimes the the event is too big. You know, they just cannot. They're 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 just play, they're out in front of their skis. And you know what you end up seeing is turnovers, silly mistakes, missed tackles, blown coverages. Like I, I hope you don't start seeing that Cam Rising making bad throws because he is a little bit young. He doesn't seem like that guy for the most part. He doesn't seem like the type of guy who goes out and says, "Well, I'm going to panic and make this horrendous throw." In fact, for the most part, he answers when when things are tough or in big situations. Going and playing at USC which could have been a loss for Utah, they played terrifically well. Going and playing uh, against Oregon up at Rice-Eccles, that could have been a big opportunity for Utah to blow it, and they played really well. And I I hope we see that same confidence and showmanship uh, show up tonight. What's your go-to Vegas experience, Ben? I'm honestly, you know what my favorite thing to do is I like watching people gamble. I don't like losing money, so I like watching other people gambling. And I just like watching around and seeing the culture because I like the ability to dip my toe in it without having to commit to it. That's weird, Ben. Megan, (laughs) your go-to Vegas experience? Um, Have you you gone a lot? No, we haven't gone a lot. How many times do you think you've been? (sighs) Maybe twice. Yeah. I've probably been... Five times in my life. One time went down because my wife was going to a school thing down there. Like she needed to go do a training down there. We did that. One time went down. I've gone a couple of times for summer league, which I'm working. You know what I mean? Like it kind of feels inappropriate to be like trying to do too much Vegas stuff. I've gone down there once on my, I was headed down to San Diego. We stopped in Vegas for a night to kind of hang out. Also, I've never gone down when I, I always went down when I was really young and was, you know, making no money. So it was always like hard for me to justify doing anything of like actually playing with any real money. And also I couldn't afford to go out partying. You know what I mean? I couldn't I couldn't pay a $15 cover, much less a $40 cover when I was uh, at that age. Maybe we need to go to Vegas and you can show me how to do Vegas cuz you apparently know how to do it. I've been to Vegas a lot, Ben. <laughs> What's your go-to? Oh, I'm uh, absolutely the Fremont Street experience. You're just a seasoned veteran. Oh, no, you can find um like cheaper tables. You know, if you go on the if you want to play blackjack on the strip or something, you're looking at like $20 a hand and been 
not really up you know to what? twenty dollars a hand. So uh, you can find the like the five dollar a hand tables down at Fremont Street. Plus, everything's a lot closer and like physically closer together so you don't have to walk so far it's just much much better you know what the last time I went to Vegas I randomly ended up at the ringer party like the the outlet the ringer the ringer so it was like me and Paulo Ugetti who now works for ESPN and covers college football I think maybe covers the NFL and Ryan Russillo who was kind of flirting with doing it after his ESPN stuff and Bill Simmons was there and it was like it was like a very intimate party I did not belong in this group of people there were like 10 people there and me I, I don't know why I was there. And it was at Caesars. So I even felt weird walking into Caesars because Caesars is nice. You know, and I was like, I don't belong here. I don't know any of these people. I just kind of ended up because we were down there with jazz people who knew everyone. And it was just like, okay, I guess we'll walk into this party. And I just ended up talking because they wanted to talk college football and the jazz people couldn't really talk college football. So I kind of, you know, weaseled my way into that conversation. I went and talked to Ryan Rosillo for a minute. And this is all going to sound very name droppy. It was maybe the most awkward experience of my life. Not because of them, but because of who I am as a person. I'm just kind of awkward. I'm pretty shy in real life. Like, I'm not, I don't, you're good. You're a frat guy. Like, you know how to do groups of people really well. I'm good with, like, you and Megan are here. Like, I can work a room of two people. You get me involved in more than, like, six or seven people, and I get really shy. I'm not shy. No, you're not no. at all. It's a skill. It's a skill. It's it's. I don't know if it was from your Boy Scout experience or from your frat experience. I don't. One of the two. But it's turned you into like a good group person, a good big people person. You and seem, I'm bad at that. You seem like a good group person. You're I, certainly more popular at jazz games than me. Because I know all those people. I've like had enough one-on-one opportunities with those people that I can like collect them and like be in a part of that group and bounce things off people. I can't go into a room of strangers and be all that successful. Stay tuned. Coming up next, we have the top three stories at kslsports.com. And then I walked home with the Phoenix Suns trainer. Randomly hey, ran into him on the street that? with a guy I knew from Salt Lake City, and apparently they grew up together, and that was weird. So. Jake and Ben, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.